This is Millennial Man Motions Entertainment, LLC. And it is Thursday, February 17th, 2022. And I am back with my friend and co-host, Benji. And in this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about his first professional career job that he knows and has done a lot with photography and what he can tell us and teach us all about with photography um photography but before we do i just want to let you all know that sometime after this photography episode we are going to be talking about john wick with keanu reeves the john wick franchise which is hopefully getting a john wick chapter part four in sometime in 2023 yeah the release dates the release dates of all these movies keep changing and changing it's really uh frustrating how often they change the release dates but in the next episode we will be talking all about john wick one the original that started it all and uh, a little bit about I'm sure about chapters part 2 and 3 with John Wick and then we have some other movies to look forward to from there and I'll tell you more about those other movies when we actually talk about John Wick but to get right into photography okay um, what was the official first year I guess that what got you in the interest to want to learn photography and then we'll start from there. When did you first get started on wanting to get into that sort of thing? Hey Ben, how's it going? It's going well. Good. So, um, yeah, um, I started out photography, I was interested in the end of high school, about I think my senior year, my rabbi gave me his camera to, to test, to like to use. I had a book, I think, like Photography for Dummies, and I started taking pictures, and it came out pretty nice, and then I went to Israel for a year, I took a course with a, you know, organization called Teva Hadvarim, they, I don't know if they still make it, but they were like the National Geographic uh, in Israel. Um, wait, now wait, before you get into more about that, um, what, what year did you graduate high school? And then, um, then I wanted to get into Israel. Uh, what, what year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in 2002. Okay, 2002. So two years, 2002, 2002, two years before me. Then you said after high school, you were talking a little bit about Israel. Yeah, I went to Israel the year after I graduated. And there, I did a course with a company called Teva Hadvarim, which was like a magazine that was similar to National Geographic in Israel. So what you have so far is from learning about this back towards high school ended, and then there's Israel stuff at the end of high school. So you really actually have experience with learning about it and using it in both the end of high school and parts of Israel, even way before way before YouTube came out, because I know you had said, you had talked to me in the past how you had learned some about photography through YouTube, but YouTube didn't come out till 2005. So you were actually getting experience and learning all about this even before YouTube started. You're right. Wow. So tell me more about the non-YouTube aspects of how you learned all about it before YouTube. Like, what kind of stuff did you use to study about photography without the first, the newly uh, um, thing that is YouTube? What, was it books? Was it, you said magazines? Like, or what, what was all involvement about how you got um, into all the ways of learning about it first? I mean, those kinds of, kinds of stuff, those ways. I had bought quite a few books. Um... And one one that was pretty good, I think, was Photography for Dummies. 
a few other books and I was using those to improve my photography and learn how to use a camera properly and um, and then when I was in Israel I took this course on nature photography which helped a lot so oh a, a class there okay so of of, of um, the books and Israel the stuff in Israel and YouTube would you what would you say of all those different kinds what was the one that made you get the most knowledge of the top of the of the subject matter like which one of all those different kinds of ways of learning did really stand out the best of them all um, was it the books? Was it the stuff in Israel? Was it YouTube? Was it partly a mix of some, both of everything? Like, uh, it was a mix of everything. Every time I learned new techniques, I would use it, use those techniques and adapt that to what I would be doing with it. Okay, that's that's good. My next question. The practice was was the best out of everything. Taking the knowledge and the practice getting out there and taking a bunch of pictures was really the of best. Course. Sound that yeah, that sounds really good. I have a follow up question about this without with that now, sure. and that yeah, and that is, what, what was the easiest. What was the easiest skill to learn with photography when you were learning all this stuff? And what was the most, the hard, the hardest or the most difficult of all this, of, of skills to kind of learn with photography? Let's start with, uh, let's start with the easy aspect first. What was the easy part of it? I mean, I started out with, uh, with a film camera. So that was probably the hardest was, was the, the problems of film cameras, you know, where you can only take, you know, 24, 36 pictures, whatever it was and making sure that the that the picture was taken correctly and not even being able to see it until you already uh, print the film. So that was the trickiest part. But once it became digital, there was it was so much easier. You basically had unlimited pictures and you just your battery would run out before you would run out of pictures. And and it, and you could you could see what you're getting and edit it and and basically make sure that you're getting the exposure right so i think the hardest was was learning how to take pictures on film and then afterwards it was much easier once i would transfer over to digital now you say once it got transferred over to digital that made it a lot smoother and easier for as far as things are all concerned around what time did they did the photography business of that all kind of stuff around what time was the years of switching to digital about I think I got my first digital SLR um, probably like I would say four years later, five years later, something like that. No, but like like digital was it digital in the nineties, the two thousands. Like when did the digital aspect of all that actually turn around? I mean, there were digital cameras already around, but not digital SLRs, which are the more professional cameras. What's the full? Um, how uh, that that term the SD, uh, SDRs? What is that exactly? SLR. Oh, SLR. Yeah. Single single lens reflex. Okay. It's basically where you have a lens that's interchangeable in the front and a front of the camera, and basically you whatever you see through the viewfinder is what you're seeing through the lens, mm. and there's an actual mirror that pops down and goes onto the film or digital reader 
to record the actual photograph that you took when you press the shutter button. So, so, so pre, pre, before, whenever, whenever digital, before, whenever digital came out, way before digital, then it was much more uh, complicated for until when digital made it things open up more. But before digital was kind of tough. I mean the the camera technology is basically the same. The only thing that was different was the quarter instead of the picture being recorded onto a film, it was being recorded onto a digital sensor. Oh, okay. That's in, so it's, it gets real tech, real technical. Okay. Um. So photography. Okay. So. You've learned it towards the end of high school um, and with some part of an, an Israel class is where you are two things you learned it before YouTube. Um, what, let's go with YouTube now that we talked to the, about the books and Israel stuff and the high school. Um, once YouTube was out, um, how much of YouTube did you use to partake in of YouTube stuff? What helped you of YouTube subject matter in regards to this subject? There were definitely a few uh, artists that I was following when they would put up videos either promoting cameras or promoting photography. Do do these do these do these people still do that or have they stopped doing that? I mean a main one that I was using his name is Joe McNally. Okay. And he's been doing photography I think since like the seventies or eighties. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah, he's one of like the top photography photographers in the entire world so he is still in the business as far as I remember a few years ago it could be that things have changed I mean, now with corona you have no idea who's doing what anymore mm. but uh, but up until recently a few years ago he was still still working and still one of the most critically acclaimed photographers out there oh wow that's a good person to learn from then wow yeah Hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see. Um, I'm trying to think of another question about photography. Photography for you. Um, let's see. Uh, when when people hire you to do a job, um, how long is does it take to get them to get their pictures back? Like, is there three or four or five weeks? Like, what kind of like length of stuff do you have to do on your end in the office to make sure that they get their pictures in a timely manner? When I don't really do photography anymore, but when I was doing it, um, it really depended on what the job was. There okay. Some jobs that a client needed it all well, the same day. Mm. Some of them were, it was weddings that you had to go and edit every single picture and it could take weeks before I would be able to... Okay, uh, so when did you when, when did you stop and why did you stop and will you ever do photography again in the future or is it completely done? Um, I stopped taking pictures right around Corona time because, you know, there was just nobody really doing it and I also had my... 3D printing business, which was starting to grow more. So I'm not completely finished. I still have the equipment and I still do, you know, jobs here and there, random jobs, but I'm not looking for, for photography jobs right now. And and uh, I'm not officially finished. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm not 
out there looking for for jobs. For I hear, I hear. I got you. I got all that. Okay. Um, my question though, you mentioned the the C thing a few times. The C nineteen beer bug, which has been around since February March of twenty twenty. Now it's been two full years. Um. As far as people, what, what do you see? Where do you see the future of how people try to do businesses and get things like that going? Uh, like, like in two, four, five, two, four, five, six years from now, like, do you think that, like, I know obviously the C19 beer box changed everything, but is it going to be feeling like the change for the worse? Or is there a way where the world can fight this thing that it eventually is not as bad as it was when this when it first started as far as this pandemic and the beer bug of the of this type of that thing? I don't, you know. I mean, the whole entire thing is the variants really change the situation completely. Tell me, until, tell me more about how the variants about it works. Up until like three months ago, things in Israel and in the entire world numbers were going down and also this uh the this new variant came out and 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 now it's going down again so unless another variant comes out that ha- makes a significant difference in in the way that, that the, the virus is spreading i mean I, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know what, what's going to happen. But right now, things the, the numbers are going down, and a lot of the restrictions all over the world are starting to go down. Um, might take a few years for it to be completely done all over the world, but hopefully, hope, but hoping people can hopefully people can hope for the best that in all parts of the world it can go back to well, as not I guess no, there's no going back completely, but that things can somewhat get somewhat better from it all. I mean, it could go back completely. You never know. Just, it's, uh, I mean, things have changed a little bit, but uh, a lot, but it could be that things go back to normal. I mean, things changed, you know, this happened a hundred years ago, and, 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 you know, things significantly changed for a little while, but we're, we are humans, we adapt. That's true, that's true. After, after, that's true. After after the commercial break, we're going to be talking about. You mentioned about weddings. I assume also bar 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 mitzvahs. After the commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit about what it was like uh, getting to do photography for people at their wedding slash bar mitzvahs. What um what what people thought of your pictures. Uh, what what those functions were like, and also involved with that, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the countries that you've traveled to because you you've traveled all over a bunch of countries to do your work and content for people of the stuff. So I want to hear about what the people from all the different countries thought of your uh, photography work as well. So it's um, bar mitz- weddings and bar mitzvahs and the countries that were where you got to go, which can include outside of U.S. and Israel. And yeah, that's what we're going to talk about in the second half. But first, okay. yeah. But first, here we go. I want to talk about Anchor.fm podcasting and why everyone should be a new podcaster. If you haven't heard about Anchor.fm podcasting, it is the easiest way to make a podcast possible. It is 100% free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your mobile cell phone or computer. Anchor.fm podcasting will distribute your podcast for you so that you can be heard on all of the other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast. All in one, easy to find place to work everything out together compatibly. Download the free Anchor.fm application on your iOS, Apple smartphone, or on your Android, or go to Anchor.fm to get started. All right, great. And we are back. And before we talk about the weddings, let's first talk a little bit about the bar mitzvahs. What was your experience working for people to do photography work during people's bar mitzvah functions? Yeah, they were great. I mean, bar mitzvahs are fun. did uh, have one incident one time that I was taking pictures at a bar mitzvah, and they were bringing the bar mitzvah boy around and holding him by the hand, and they were turning him around in circles, and somebody was jumping up over him and one time the guy accidentally uh kneed him in the in the face and broke his nose that was uh that was an interesting one but uh yeah other than that things usually went smoothly and and uh and yeah there were there was there were a lot of fun that's really that's really neat. That's really really nice. Great. So let's move on to the weddings now. Um, what 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 were um, what were the weddings like uh, when they when you worked for theirs functions? In general, weddings were good. I did have one or two incidents uh, with brides that you know on their wedding day they go a little bit crazy. But uh, in general. I mean, was, was was the bride, the bride's wedding, the bride herself, was, was the bride, once the work, whether, whether it took a day, a few days, a week, a few weeks, however long it took to get the work done for them to see it, like, was the bride pleased with how the pictures came out? I've always had good feedback from, from the, from the, from, from the bride, from, from the couple, every single time they get their pictures. I did have one incident where there was a bride that hadn't even gotten her pictures yet and she started screaming at me, telling me, you know, you missed this, you missed that. And I'm like, woman, you haven't even seen my pictures yet. <laughs> and finally at the end when she saw them, she said, oh, nobody could could have done it the way that you did. You kept it. Everything oh, so if, all right. So, so this first, this one woman at first she thought, but then later on it got like, okay, it was all right. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Okay, now United States of America and Israel are, I guess, the large, the two largest populations of where Jewish people live. And now in history, it's now become to the point where the majority of Jews of all countries are actually in Israel. Then you now United States is second. But I know you've had the, um, you've had the, uh, opportunity and the, um, the, you've been able to go to so many different countries, uh, in different parts of your life with, whether it was for personal or for business, as far as photography is concerned, um, in which countries outside of the United States and Israel have you done photography work and what was that all like for you? So I worked in, um, Argentina, Chile, Costa Rica, um, Canada, Mexico, Italy, Spain, um, Portugal, and where else did I, uh, Gibraltar, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
trying to think where else it was that I worked. Um, so those are those are most of the places. Those those worked. sound like a lot of exotic, fun places. Like um, like what were like since they're like I guess. They're not American and they're not, they're not Israeli. They're whatever their citizenship is. They're like, like it, it seems like again it goes back to the C19 beer bug. Like if this C10 beer bug could kind of could get filtered out and cleared out, like a lot of those places you mentioned, I would like to go like to go to most of those places. Really, you know, um, what were the people like? Uh, I, I guess that's a lot of Spanish speaking countries that were listed. Like um, I know you know Spanish as well. Like when you spoke Spanish with them. Uh, and the work was done, like, were they also pleased with how the pictures came out? So, in general, I was working for an American company and working in these countries. So, so my Spanish and everything helped out, but it, I wasn't usually hired in those particular countries to work. I was hired in America to go traveling to those countries and take pictures. Oh, so it's an, it was an American company where the American company moved, well, I mean, went to go visit those other countries? Correct. Okay, I understand, okay. And so what was it like mostly in America? Like, how many, like, how many, uh, did you go to five, 10, 15 states in America as far as American work, or? Um, in America, I travel less. Usually it was like New York, sometimes Atlanta or Florida, a little bit of California. Okay. But, uh, I wasn't really traveling too much. Okay. So now um, that photography kind of stopped, um, and you and you now your second kind of big thing after photography is the is the um the three D printing. Uh, I I know you you make a lot of really cool neat stuff with the um three D printing. That was actually our first episode together. And we're going to be talking about entertainment stuff and the movie, some, some, a few different movie franchises in the coming, in the coming weeks after this photography video is out when it both works our schedule. Um, what I wanted to say about, um, you said America was the main thing. America, now that photography has ended for you, um, like, like I said again, I'm going to ask it, ask it again. Will there any be ways where photography comes back? Or is that pretty much, I mean, it could, it could, it may not. Or would you say that the 3D printing is really where it's all at now? And that people re really, really like what you do with the 3D printing work? And that photography is kind of like what you used to do as a career, but now it's kind of over, but it might come back? Or how would you say with all that? Photography, usually you have to have somebody that's dedicated full-time to it because... If you're doing it a lot and you're very popular, then you really don't have any downtime and you don't have any time for anything else because when you're not taking pictures, you're editing the pictures. And right now, I'm basically full-time doing 3D printing. So, so, so it would uh, be a hard thing to do both. Okay. Um, if I do occasional jobs here and there, that's one thing. But As for sure, photographers out there are working and they're getting a okay. lot of work because people are getting married there's bar mitzvahs and stuff like that oh, nice. even if it's limited in right. amount of people you still need a photographer so it's still out there people okay. are doing it it's just that oh, I'm yeah. not okay I hear so, so there's, there's other photographers out there that still do it in some capacity Okay. Yep. Um, now, with both what used to be photography and now 3D printing, in both businesses, in both businesses, both careers, um, as far as payment is concerned, like the people that are the the people for these functions that want to hire you guys. Now, do you do do like do, is there like a legal matter where like you guys are paid up front and then you do the work, or how does that work as far as the cost is all concerned and all that? For simchas, usually. 
the way to do it is after the gig is over, you get paid, and then you turn in the pictures afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, now we're going to do some final final thoughts and opinions about everything involved with what you used to do, which is photography, because 3D printing already got its first own episode starting off a few months ago. We're going to do um, final thoughts and opinions about what, what else we, what else you haven't already said about photography that you want to mention, and then I'm going to remind the audience about what movies are coming up that we're going to be doing about movie discussion podcasts. So quick little um, thoughts and opinions about anything about photography that we haven't yet already mentioned. No, that's that's pretty good. Okay, okay, we covered most of it. That's good. I wanted to make sure after the first half that I did the whole bar mitzvahs, weddings, and countries, which uh, which is a good second halfway. So great. So before we close out today, and again, I thank thanks again by the way for coming back on. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. Yeah, and so in our next episode, we will be talking about the Keanu Reeves John Wick franchise, John Wick's one, two, and three, and what we what we want to see in John Wick Part Four and Five. And I believe, hopefully, unless they got hopefully don't change it again, John Wick Chapter Four will come out sometime in 2023. But we're only right now, as the time of this recording, it's only February of 2022. So we still have the whole long list, the rest of 2022 before exciting movies come out for us in 2023 and 2024 we are talking about a little bit about mission mission impossible offline off the off the uh recording and um mission impossible now has to get saved to do in 2023 because doing it in 2022 is not really a good way when it's not coming i i want to build up to it when it gets closer to an actual official release date but then after the john wick franchise and Mission Impossible is a far off way. After John Wick, we will be talking about The Hangover from 2009 and maybe bits and parts of part two and three. We'll also talk about The Hangover. So it's first John Wick, then Hangover one, John Wick's one, two, three, Hangover one. And then we're going to figure out some fun, um, Nesley, Leslie Nielsen movies. He, he passed away. Some Leslie Nielsen movies that, uh, we both liked. And that's going to be a fun one because the Leslie Nielsen comedies were, um, I think the Leslie uh, if, Hangover, which is more recent from 2009, I would say that the Leslie Nielsen movies are even, even though they're older, I think they're even funnier than Hangover. Like ha- Hangover had some funny scenes, but uh, well, I guess we'll go we'll go all into, about it with the Hangover t- t- discussion in and of itself. But yeah, I do think the Leslie Nielsen movies overall that were older ended up being even funnier than Hangover. But I am curious to find out what Benji thought about. All of, in regards to Hangover and, and and what parts were funny and not funny in regards to that. But does that all sound good for you about the upcoming movies? Sounds like a plan. Great. Sounds like a plan. So um, thanks again for coming on. I know you have a very busy schedule and we'll find scheduling for uh, ha- for John Wick coming up when it both fit, fits both of our schedules, hopefully in two or three weeks or we'll both let us know what, what, what days and times we both have free. And I really appreciate um, the, uh, the first two episodes you did with me, first with the 3D printing and then with our... 80s and 90s discussion of movies and TV shows and um, yeah thanks again and uh, that's about that's about it for now everybody um, every everybody <clears throat> everybody dance and have a good time one more time everybody dance and have a good time this is Benji and Millennial Man Motions Entertainment LLC signing out for now